नमस्ते मे ट्वेंटी थर्ड नाइनटीन फोर्टीन एंड वी सी द सीरीज ऑफ एक्सपीरियंसिस दैट द मदर इज अगेन एंड अगेन रिवीलिंग टू अर शेयरिंग विद अस नाउ वेन वी रीड दीज एक्सपीरियंसिस इट मेक्स अस रेडी वन डे वेन द ग्रेस डिसेंट्स टू हैव समथिंग सम ट्रिकल ऑफ दिस स्टेट so she begins the prayer by addressing the lord several places we see she is saying oh lord so who is the lord we have seen earlier she is both the lord or the shakti of the lord if you want to put it more as well as she is the earth that aspires so we can say to her own higher highest self that's how shobindo uh, you know once remarked when somebody asked who is the mother praying to said she is praying with in identification with the earth consciousness to her own highest self and she says these kinds of prayers have been documented in scriptures of course we know about ramayana about uh, the mahabharata where this kind of prayers are there but how beautiful several times mother says she would just say oh lord this was her mantra one of her mantra was lord god of kindness and mercy because she knew that you know this is what human beings need and she would say this several times that she has three poises ways of being she says in her highest way of being there is absolutely no error nothing it's like a complete complete unconditional downpouring of grace and love regardless of anything it annuls everything all the moment that's the highest way of being but then she says when she takes a a poise a little below for the sake of the work then all this comes in <laughs> in the prayers also it is like this so different ladder up and down the ladder of consciousness up and down the ladder of divine self manifestation all these she is uh, experiencing that's why even dilip kumar roy asked yorbindo that when he had put the question to raman maharishi that you know shobindo speaks of descent of super mind so he said god is everywhere where do he does he have to descend from and sure i mean just imagine with these experiences and what a childish question these things must have been when somebody asked he says this what do you have to say about it he said of course divine is everywhere but there are different degrees of his self manifestation on different planes of consciousness so you know is such a clarity with just one sentence oh lord just she used to say that very often she would just say lord and it was her way of connecting O oh Lord, Thou of whom I would be constantly conscious, and whom I would realize in the smallest cells of my being. I mean, people speak about Shurbindo and the mother's experiences. You know, at least I, I may not have read everything, but fair amount of literature. I'll be happy if somebody can. show one such experience where in every cell one is realizing the divine being we are not even conscious of the cells and here she is speaking of constantly conscious someone was telling me that you know that person once on her birthday asked the mother 
make me constantly conscious of thee and the mother saw it she she underlined the word constantly she said yes constantly conscious constantly conscious and constantly conscious even in the smallest cell this is something we can only conceive thou whom i would know as myself and see manifested in all things that's why she says i am you i am with you because i am you she become all of us this is the truth she has realized and we have to realize its counterpart <laughs> thou whom i would know as myself and see manifested in all things again beyond the manifestation in the manifestation and in each individual unit of existence thou who art the soul reality this soul cause and aim of existence grant that my love for thee may grow ever greater so that i may be all love now you know someone who has realized identity what is the need of love because love is meant to help us realize identity then it's over after you join one more step that is also there in one of our prayer those who have completely identified their uh, consciousness then there is no more love in the sense we understand so what is this love she is speaking of so here comes something very beautiful first she is addressing the lord as who are the soul reality the soul cause and aim of existence so different from the conceptions of the divine religious conception grant that my love for thee may grow ever greater so that i may be all love thy love itself and that being thy love i may unite integrally with thee now she wants because all is herself so you know that line in savitri a lonely freedom cannot satisfy my heart that has grown one with every heart my spirit's liberty i ask for all so she has become like all love in every creature in every form and that we see in savitri that experience realization where she sees the blooming of the rose and you know people sometimes discuss such inanities like you know how could shurvind have tear in his eyes and things like that are they are all love in and that's not human <laughs> sentimental love <laughs> that is not attachment that is deep compassion divine identification with everything so that everything can be uplifted and taken <laughs> the same illusion that had overtaken this uh, sati avidyamai that state or kakbushundi <laughs> is it really divine <laughs> so <laughs> those who want to leave existence yes love has fulfilled its purpose because love is love needs the other but when the other is no more there love is there still as the impersonal truth of being this is it's it's the origin is there no so she says why she wants uh, that my love for thee may grow ever greater so that i may be all love thy love itself and that being thy love i may integrally i may unite integrally with this 
Now, look at how it is climbing. May this love grow more and more intense. There's so much power in these words. May this love grow more and more intense, complete, luminous, powerful. May this love become an irresistible urge towards thee. Love alone can have irresistible urge. Nothing else. It's like a magnet. Nothing. It brooks no obstacles. The invincible means of manifesting thee. Because once the bridge of love is built, then the divine pours. All other is technical way. Nishkam karma. Then that's why in the Gita, and Rishi Krishna speaks about love. First he says you learn to dissociate yourself from the surface outer consciousness, become a witness, turn your buddhi within and above. So Arjuna says, fine, then how do I work and why should I work? Then he gives the steps, you work for the Lok Sangrahat. And he gives him nice ways, nishkam karma, do work as an offering. Then he says, now I'll give you the secret and the secret is love. Mother has used the word the great secret for this. This is the great secret. So she says, May this love grow more and more intense, complete, luminous, powerful. May this love become an irresistible urge towards thee. The invincible means of manifesting thee. Means love in the manifestation, pouring upon all creatures. This is the means of unlocking doors, opening, uplifting, transforming everything to become a vehicle and instrument of this love. May everything in this being become pure, profound, disinterested, divine love. See now how it is climbing step by step. It's moving toward the impersonal love which is there in creation. Says, may it become pure because mixtures, uh, what is what we know as love. Though there is a grain of love in everything, but it's so terribly mixed. Sometimes with things which are too terrible. What is that line in Savitri where he says, um, even though debased and disfigured, it is still the power with which all can change. Love is a glory from eternity spheres. It is still the power with, with which all can change. Though it is disfigured and debased by powers that steal its name, and yet it is that love is man's lean on the absolute. To live, to love are sign of infinite things. And there are people who believe it is sentiment. Because they know only sentiment. <laughs> they don't know love. Can't, you know. If we know only sentiment, then we think that is what love is about. <laughs> so, here she reveals to us the secret, the great secret. Pure Profound, disinterested, divine love. From the unfathomable depths to the outermost substance. If this door of love can be opened, the entire being can begin to change. It softens, makes everything plastic, full of beatitude and joy. This is the, anyways it does it. Softens everything. Wherever you see hardness and its extreme cruelty, which is the opposite of love. Opposite of love is not hate. 
Hate is the other side of love. <laughs> but cruelty, that's how Shivindu puts it. This world was built by cruelty so that love may manifest. So love is the, cruelty is the opposite side. But it softens. It has this power to soften the heart, soften the being, soften the ego. And if it becomes intense, it can really dissolve it. When a person is in love, at least momentarily the boundaries of ego dissolve. But then, yes, everything comes back. <laughs> like Jarasandh's <laughs> two parts of the body. <laughs> so, this is how. But love doesn't tear. Love refines and changes from within. That's how Mother says, love does not destroy to divinize. P- power of purification does that. Love transforms and divinizes. That is the difference. So she wants to become that love. May the God with form who manifests in this aggregate be entirely molded from thy complete and sublime love. So this form in which divine is manifesting that must be completely molded by the sublime love. The love which is at once the source and the realization of all knowledge. That's why when death tells Savitri, know also knowing thou would cease to love. And Savitri replies, when I have loved all, then I shall know, for knowledge is a vast, immense embrace. Love is about oneness. Knowledge is about oneness. And love is the fastest means to take us towards oneness. So she says, the love which is at once the source and the realization of all knowledge. May thought be clarified, organized, enlightened, transformed by thy love. (laughs) It is a marvelous prayer. Look at it. May thought be clarified, organized, enlightened, transformed by thy love. May all the life forces solely impregnated by thy love and molded from it, draw from it irresistible purity and constant energy, power and rectitude. All the energies of life, the panch pran or as many pran you want to put it, in all directions, in every cell, atom, life energy is everywhere. May all of it be molded, driven by the power of the divine love. May this weakened intermediary being, weakened intermediary being is the body which is (laughs) to serve the intermediary between the divine and the outer world. But see how she is using this is something which is completely um, awesome. See what she is going to say now. Something which we would have never imagined in our frame. She is because she is using the word weekend. May this weekend intermediary being take advantage of its weakness to reconstitute itself with elements entirely molded from thy love. How beautiful. People who believe they have realized, experienced, yogis, they become very hard. They cannot be molded. You see, when Shobindo spoke of, you know, when someone said, I wish you had disciples like Swami Vivekananda. He says, well, well, first of all, it's very doubtful whether they would agree. And if they agree, the ordinary humanity will not show up. 
So this weakness which remains, there is some bit of weakness which remains for a long time. It softens us, fills us with humility, brings plasticity, takes away all arrogance, spiritual pride, spiritual ego, which all this can develop. So divine says, wait, 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 look, look, something is there. But then this brings in that state of aspiration for change. Because that is like the last point which will hold on till the being is entirely molded. So how she is putting it like a judo master. Take advantage of its weakness because those who have no weakness are like, you know, some <laughs> somebody said, Shabindo, uh, he is a Siddha Purush, he wants to be in the ashram. Shabindo says, why does he want to be in the ashram? He is already Siddha. <laughs> done with a sense of humor he took a dig that if you are already Siddh who is already perfected this feeling can come oh I have realized I had this wonderful experience so when we look at our nature and we discover something or the other like a weakness it's a beautiful opportunity to say oh this is a whole world not just a little disorder in oneself but a whole world and take this as a means to offer oneself more and more. May this weakened intermediary being take advantage of its weakness to reconstitute itself with elements entirely molded from thy love. And may this body, now a burning brazier, radiate thy divine, impersonal, sublime and calm love from every pore Rome, Rome, Bhagwan ka bhajjana. In every pore, the divine love oozing out, radiating all around. Becomes a yagya vedi. We have heard about yagya, na? People do all kinds of home yagya. To turn your body into such a yagya vedi where the divine love is beginning to manifest in every pore. And she is saying, divine, impersonal, sublime and calm love. That's why he said people who start jumping, dancing, all kinds of, you know. She says that's normally vital excitement. We think that is love for the divine. Ask any of them, would you give yourself to the divine? Means give even your pehchan, your chap. I am this so and so. Consent to be nothing. Are, I am something. How can I consent to be nothing? So all this dancing, jumping... This is not a sign of bhakti. It's a sign of a vital weakness. Of course, tears can flow in calm beatitude when one is turned toward the divine. That's a different thing. And this whole passage in uh, in Collected Works of the Mother, Volume 3, I think we read it in Srimaka Yoga. That, you know, this idea of vital excitement, jumping, and even today, you see all this projected on television and people think that is bhakti. Bhakti, you just give yourself. There is none of this kind of external expression of this kind. That bhakti manifests in service of the divine everywhere and in everything. So she uses the word divine, impersonal, sublime, beyond the reach of ordinary humanity and calm love from every pore. May the brain be reconstituted by thy love. This part, I love it. 
used to be for quite some time my brain constituted by thy love. <laughs> this is easy to understand and comprehend and aspire for. May the brain be reconstituted by thy love. Lastly, may thy love overflow, flood, penetrate, transfigure, regenerate, animate all things with the power, the splendor, the sweetness and force which are its very own. Love brings with it power, splendor, force, the power to rejuvenate, the power to heal, the power to transfigure, everything it can do. It can completely, it can breed the abyss, which is the cause of sorrow, suffering and, you know, want, sense of dissatisfaction, unhappiness, the origin of desire. This all comes from the abyss, hunger that is death, as the Upanishad says. Only and only power that can bridge it is love. It can enter into the abyss and make it feel complete and full. Nothing else can do. In thy love is peace. In thy love is joy. In thy love is thy servitor's sovereign lever of work. So when people ask, why do you work? Why do you want to serve? So some people use the word, I am doing karma yoga. I have always found it too pretentious. I am doing karma yoga. <laughs> yoga sounds very great, no? Are because you love the mother, you want to serve her in whatever way. Wherever she sends you, in whatever way you want to serve her in everything, including your everyday uh, human relation, world activity. So she says, in thy love is peace, in thy love is joy, in thy love is thy servitors, sovereign lever of work. He who loves will never seek escape from the world. Because the divine is laboring here. That's why it's called a labor of love. How can we escape as long as even a grain of sand remains not yet filled with the divine splendor? Thy love is vaster than the universe and more lasting than all the ages. Even pralaya can come and go. That love will remain more lasting than all the ages. It's vaster than the universe. It is infinite, eternal. There is no end to the divine's love pouring upon creation. It is our hands that are small. It is the eternal truth. And this is something which everybody realizes. You feel the touch of divine love, you go here, there. Then you suddenly discover, oh, divine is always waiting for you. She never leaves you. Her love is the eternal reality. Thy love is vaster than the universe and more lasting than all the ages. It is infinite, eternal. It is thyself. Thyself. That's why Sri says in the synthesis of yoga at the end, the mystery of divine love. The mystery of love. At the end he says, there is nothing which is denied or impossible to the God lover for he is the very self of the beloved. Nowhere he uses the word, he is the very self. He is love. So she says, 
Thy love is vaster than the universe and more lasting than all the ages. It is infinite, eternal. It is thyself. And it is thyself I want to be. And that I am. For such is thy law. Such is thy will. Here also. Not because of any, oh I want to do yoga. Such is your will. Such is the, thy law for this creation that we should become one with the divine and become the bridge between what is manifested and what is yet to manifest and to become channels for the outpourings of the divine love in the heart, brain, life, body, breath and every pore. <laughs>